0: Good morning, everybody. Let's stand this morning as we uh, worship the Lord.
1: We won't be quiet, we shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet, we shout out your praise. Oh, we shout out your praise. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. See, hung up on that cross. He rose up from that grave. My God, still rolling stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. Shout out your praise, there's joy in the house of the Lord Our God is surely in this place We won't be quiet, we shout out your praise Cause we were the beggars, now we're royalty We were the prisoners, now we're running free we are forgiven accepted redeemed by his grace let the house of the lord sing praise because we were the beggars now we're royalty we were the prisoners now we're running and free we are forgiven accepted redeemed by his grace We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. We won't be quiet. We shout out
2: your praise. There's joy in the
1: house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Oh, oh, oh. we shout out your praise joy in this house. There is joy in this house today. Oh, we shout out your
0: praise! We shout out your praise! Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for each one that is here. We just come in this house to worship you today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. How I long to breathe the air of heaven. Pain is gone. How I long to breathe the air of heaven where pain is gone and mercy fills the stream. Look upon the one who bled to save me and walk with him for all eternity. There will be a day when I will bow before him. There will be a day when death will be no
1: more. Standing face to face With he who died and rose again Oh
0: of the
1: We raise a man.
0: Jesus, Jesus, precious Lord, none on the earth or heavens above, that I have found who beautiful. You are my treasure, my great reward. Just when I move your heart Is all I want to do I just want to stand in awe And pour my love on you Jesus My offering All my ambitions My hopes My dreams And here's my life For sacrifice
1: Oh just to bless you I just wanna move every melody just tell me what moves you tell me what moves you is, is it, it a fragrance and I'll pour my own is it a life made down and here I give my vows
2: is it a song I
1: sing and here's every I just want to move your heart That's all I want to do dwell in your house spend my hours and my days on you on you is it a fragrance then I'll pour my own love is it a life laid down then here I give my vows is it a song I every melody, just tell me what moves you, tell me what moves you, is it a fragrance, then I'll pour my love, is it a life down, then here I get my vows, is it a song I Every melody just tell me what moves you Tell me what moves you
2: Tell me what
1: moves you Tell me what moves you Is it a fragrance? Then I'll pour my oil out. Is it a life laid down? Then here I give my vows. Is it a song I sing? Then here's every melody. Just tell me what moves you. Tell me what moves
2: you. Again, welcome to the Lord's house again, Matthew chapter 1, as we go through the book of Matthew on Sundays, this is the second week, Matthew 1, 18 through 20, Joseph and Mary, the Holy Spirit in someone else's life. I'm going to do it a little bit differently this time today, usually I read the whole text and then come back. I'm going to comment a little bit on each verse as we read along 18 through 20. And then go into it a little more deeply at the end of the text. So I'll re- be reading the text a little slower than I usually do. There's an outline of this on the back side of your announcements. If you would like to use that, I'm to ask you to pray with me this morning. Fathers, we come into your house. Uh, we know that your Holy Spirit is already here. We don't have to ask for your spirit to be here. He was, he was waiting for us as we have come into your house. Uh, what we need is to open our lives to you. Uh, we, don't need, we don't need to wonder if you're here. We know you are. We need to, you need to wonder about us, and we need to open our lives to you. Help us to, today, right now, this morning, as we think about your Holy Spirit and his work That it's not always, uh, there's no one who doesn't need it. But sometimes we think it's, it's everybody else who needs it. Maybe more than we do. More than I do. Father, help me to not ever think that. There's nobody here who needs the Holy Spirit more than I do. There's nobody here who needs his help more than I do. Father, help us this morning to see your Holy Spirit maybe in a different way and to open our life to him maybe in a different way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Matthew chapter 1, 18. Now, and up to this point, we've looked at the genealogy. That's what we did last week. And so it begins with verse 18 with that word now. Okay, now we're going to talk about this. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, and just hang right there, we'll keep the verse on the screen, as his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Betrothal, not going to spend a lot of time here, but like like I said, I'm going to explain a little bit along the way. This is not going to be the point. uh, But betrothal is like our in our culture it's like an engagement maybe times 10, okay? It's not marriage yet, but it's right next to it. And we don't really have a a, a tradition quite like it, but it's as close to marriage as you can possibly get. In fact, as we read along, uh, we're going to read the phrase where Joseph was was trying to figure out if he was going to put her away, which is another way of saying divorce, okay? So betrothal was so strong that, it, that to end it was like a, was like a divorce. So uh, it's a little different from what we're used to, but I want you to see how uh, important it was to them and how big of a deal. You didn't just break off the engagement, all right? It it's, it's wasn't like that. It wasn't as easy as that. So the whole situation, as we'll see, is a really big thing in Joseph's mind. Uh, he's he's struggling with this a lot. So as, so Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, uh, she was found with child of child of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, all right. There's there's that. She came she comes to Joseph one day, said, I'm pregnant. And Joseph, well I know it wasn't by me. And she said, this is of of the Holy Spirit. I would have thought, and I thought when I began to study, that this is what I would concentrate on. But if you're looking at your outline, the first part, and this will be on the screen, I thought I would really get into the virgin birth more. Uh, That's a a really important doctrine, and it certainly is. And I'm not going to just not say anything about it, but... The virgin birth is why we can say that Jesus is fully God, fully man and fully God. Okay, it's uh, I don't th- say it's common, but it's not uncommon for different groups and people who call it themselves Christian say I don't believe in the virgin birth. Uh, you know, it's not possible. Of course, it's of course it's not possible by man. This is a work of God. That's the whole point. But we cannot escape the virgin birth. We can, we're not going to act like it's not true. We're not going to act like it's not, Im, not important. That's not going to be the point of most of what we're going to say today. But I'm not going to skip over it as, if it's not, if it as if it's not important. This is what the one ingredient in making Jesus God. Okay. If Jesus is not God, here's the problem. If Jesus is not God, then he's like us. And the reason that he can save us is because he's not like us. Fully man, fully God. Here's the thing. The reason I can't save you is because I'm too much like you. The reason I can't save you from your sin is why? Because I have sin. I have sin. So, I can, you know what? I can't even take care of my own sin. I can't forgive my own sin. How can I forgive yours? So Jesus, being born of, born of a woman, born of the Holy Spirit, fully man, fully God, without sin, went through, did things, was what we can never be. He is the high priest. He's the sacrifice. He's the spotless lamb. See, you, you might call me a sheep, but I'm not a spotless one. He is the spotless lamb. Only he can do this. Do what? Save us. So the virgin birth is, is essential part of the doctrine of Christ, of, of who Jesus is. We cannot escape it, we cannot, we, we cannot ignore it, and uh, we must defend it. Frankly, even as miraculous as it is for Jesus to be God and man at the same time, it's the only thing that makes sense. So let's move along. So we ha- uh, so she was found of child with the Holy Spirit now. That's a problem with Joseph. It's a great thing for us and, and Joseph, but he's going to have to deal with this. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, uh, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away. See there's that phrase? Was minded to put her away secretly, and I want to go on into twenty to, to the first sentence. But while he thought about these things, every man in the room once you. I mean, you can feel this. Your girlfriend, your fiance, comes to you and says, "I'm pregnant," and you say, "Well, I know it's not me," and she said, "Well, it's it's of God." It's not another man. It's of God. Are you going to believe that? There's not a man in the room, if you're you're honest, would say, yeah. I mean, no, you're not. No. No one's going to believe her. No one. It's never happened before. It's never happened since. I mean, it's incredible. You're telling me that you're a child by God, not by man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you... That's what I'm saying. And Joseph, you know, that, that's, this can't be true. And so now he's struggling with the cultural thing, as, as a, a, lot of cult, a lot of cultures would. So now his fiance, his girlfriend, his fiance, his betrothed, is pregnant. And no one's going to believe her story, except her cousin, as we find out in the book of Luke. But that's it. No one's going to believe this. Even if Joseph was gullible enough to believe the story that his girlfriend tells him, no one else will. What do I do? I mean, it is big time problem that your betrothed, your engaged uh, spouse, really, is pregnant and and the child is not yours. What do I do? And so he's wrestling with this, struggling with this. I mean, I would too. Do I, do I go ahead with it? Uh, do I put up with it? Do I put her away? Do I, d- do I divorce her? And the, I think the question wasn't so much do I divorce her because I think he'd almost come to that conclusion. Not quite. Do I divorce her in a public way? Or do I divorce her in a in a in a private way, trying to make it not quite so shameful for her? And I don't know. I just want I'm just trying to get you to put yourself a little bit in his shoes, how Joseph must have felt. He didn't believe her. And we'll we'll come back to that, I think, I hope. And so wrestling with it, and that's why he was uh, uh verse 20, but while he thought about these things, if you go over, we're not going to do it, but if you go over, this birth account comes through the eyes of Joseph. The account in Luke comes through, comes through the eyes through, through the eyes of Mary. In the Luke account, she goes and spends about three months with her cousin, Cousin Elizabeth. Now, I had never had thought about it before, but now I think, I, I kind of see why now. Joseph's Joseph's beside himself. He doesn't know what to do. Their relationship now cannot be good. And he doesn't know, and he's thinking about these things. Now, we took just a minute or two to read those verses, verses uh, 18 and 19 and 20. But Joseph is taking days, weeks, you know, to, to deal with this, to process this. So that's, he, he's thinking about these things. While he's thinking about these things, and it could very well be that Mary has gone, <coughs> has gone to visit, visit Elizabeth while Joseph is trying to do What am I going to do? What am I going to do when she gets back? How am I go- <coughs> going to handle this? While he's thinking about these things, in verse 20, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Do not be afraid. We're going to come back to that. Do not be afraid, and that which is conceived is of is of the Holy Spirit. Okay, uh, on the screen and on your on your uh, outline, your hard copy. This is just a thought. But what Joseph had been worrying about for days, weeks, months, we don't know. But I'm going to tell you, it's a, it takes a lot longer than just the few verses that we read. He's really dealing with this. What do I do? And the answer is not, not plain. What Joseph's been worrying about for days, weeks, and months, God reveals in one night, in one dream. Now, we always do this, right? We're going to switch from this being about Joseph to being about you. This is this morning is about these situations. We, maybe we inherited it. Maybe we walked into it. But these uh, big things we have going on in our life, whether it's a relationship, a situation, just... Uh, I'm working on this. I'm trying to figure this out. I've got this problem. I've got this person. I've got this situation. It's not even my fault. I've walked into this. I inherited this. Or maybe it is your fault. But this person I'm trying to deal with, this thing at work, this thing at home, this thing at church, this thing at school, this person, this care, this need... I'm worrying about it. I've been, I've been working on this. I've been praying about this for days, weeks, months. And God reveals to Joseph the answer in one night. It hasn't happened to me very often, but I've experienced that, and probably most of you have too, where the answer comes, I mean, now. And some of you come into the Lord's house this morning and you look at that screen and you say that's what I need. I know how you feel. I've been there often. That's what I need. God, I've been dealing with this, I'm worrying about this, I'm working on this, I've been praying about this, I'm fasting about this. God, I just I need an answer. And God is not, there's no, we can't make him show up. But he, but he does. But he, but he does. And so all, ans- all questions are answered that one night in that one dream. God, that's what I need. Some of you come to church this morning and say, God, that's, that's what I need. Nothing wrong with that. If that's what you need, then you need to tell him that. God, that's what I need. Okay, moving on. Joseph is not asked to believe Mary, but he's asked to believe God. You you see that? No one gives Joseph a hard time. I wouldn't believe her. I'm going to move on from that. I wouldn't believe her. There's no reason to believe her. It's never happened before' it's never hap- 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 it's never happened since. M- m- Mary, what's wrong with you? Where, why are you coming up with this story? I mean it's, it's obviously in Joseph's mind, it's obviously not true. What is wrong with you? He doesn't believe her. He's, he's never he is never criticized by God for it. all right? And now this is worse. Here's a, here's a similar case. Any of you that are parents, you had a child, did they do something wrong? You ask, and they did something wrong. And you ask them, did you do it? And they lie about it. What's, which, which is worse? Probably, probably the lie. I mean, how, how many parents say, say hey, look, what you, what you did is not that big of a deal. But you lied about it. Now, now it's really become a big deal. And so, yeah, now what she did, what's going on with her is a big deal, but now in Joseph's mind, she's lying about it. I mean, how can I stay with her? How can I put up with this? Am, you know, am, I expected to, am, am I expected to say this is okay? No. Listen, some of the people we deal with and the situations we deal with Should I trust them? No. Why? They're not trustworthy. Should I believe them? No, you shouldn't. Why? Because they're liars. You're you're, you're under no obligation to believe someone who's lied to you time and time again. You're under no obligation to trust someone who's not been trustworthy in your life at at, at all. The... The... the, uh, The the weight is not on you to believe someone who's unbelievable. You're not asked to believe them. You're asked to believe God. See, the the trust is not in the person. The trust is in the Holy Spirit who's at work around the person. I love what Jesus said one time. Uh, I won't get it exactly the way he said it, but he said... Basically, he said, I'm not putting faith in, Jesus said, I'm not putting faith in man because I know what's in man. So I'm not putting faith in man. So our faith is never going to be in Mary or in Joseph or anybody that you're having to deal with. It's not wrong for you to distrust someone who you can't trust. But that doesn't mean we give up on them, does it? No, it doesn't. It just means you're under no, no obligation to believe them. But now we're switching gears. But you are under an obligation to believe God. Okay? Here's what we're getting into. The person that you're dealing with, the reason they're hard to deal with is because they're hard to deal with. The reason they're a problem is because they are, they are a problem. And it may be you. But it's we're going to look at and we're going to put our faith in. We're going to begin to trust the God who's working in the situation, though. Not the person. The Holy Spirit. The God who's behind it. We move on in the next screen, the next line. Here I, here I want you to see this. In the book of Luke, Mary was told what will happen. The angel came to her and said, this is going to ha- going to happen to you in, in In the book of Matthew, Joseph is told what is happening. The Holy Spirit is already at work. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to believe God. Not the problem, not the person. Here's what I'm going to ask you to get your mind off the person and get your mind off the problem and begin putting your mind Almost, I mean, exclusively on God at work, the Holy, the Holy Spirit at work. All right. In every situation, you're not going to deal with a situation where God needs to begin to work. You're dealing with a situation where God is already at work. Your thing is, you, you, you can't see it. And so you're not sure that's true. I don't know how strongly I could say this, God's work is not dependent on you seeing it. God's God's work is not dependent on you getting it. God is already at work, and this morning I have been sent here to ask you, will you begin believing that? This morning, will you begin believing that God isn't starting the work with this person in your life, this situation in your life that you've been worrying about for weeks, days, and months, years? God isn't, doesn't need to start to begin to work on that. He's working on it now. You just aren't being able to see it yet, but that does not diminish the work of God Joseph is told what's happening the Holy Spirit is already at work I mean his life is tore up but he can't see what the Holy Spirit has already done he didn't believe her that's fine because it's unbelievable but he just he he's not able to see and hasn't been able to see the Holy Spirit already at work the angel comes to him it takes an angel say Joseph look This thing you're worried about, this thing that's tearing you up, this is of God. This is of God. And Joseph, you know, how can that be? You've got to trust the Holy Spirit here. You've got to trust the Holy Spirit here. This is of God. Right now, whatever the person, the situation, whatever the care, the burden, I'm telling you, this is of God. And I can't see it. I know that. I know that. This is of God. Moving on. In my Bible, I did this in verse 20. There's two phrases. In my Bible, it says, do not be afraid. This is the next screen. And at the end of that verse, it says, this is of the Holy Spirit. In other words, to say, do not be afraid, which that's that's a good way to say it. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Another way of saying it, do not worry. This is of the Holy Spirit. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Right now. Right now. Stop worrying. You came into the Lord's house, you're worried about something. You're afraid of you're afraid how it's going to turn out. You don't know. You don't know. You, you can't. Oh, okay. Stop. Stop. This is of the Holy Spirit. How can I trust them? You can't trust them. You can't trust it. You must trust Him. You must trust Him, not them, not it. So don't worry. This is of the Holy Spirit. Stop worrying. This this morning, I'm going to do this right now. We're going to do the invitation very different. And uh, we're going to make the live stream part pretty short right here but we're going to do some different things during the invitation during our prayer time. But what I'm going to ask, but I am going to say this. What I'm going to ask you to do this morning is I'm going to ask you to come and pray. And I'm going to ask you to bring that person or that care, that situation, that place, that thing, I'm going to ask you to bring it to an altar prayer. Because when I say, Stop worrying. Don't, wor- don't worry about it. You're sitting there thinking, how can I do that? This is how you do that. You bring that to an altar of prayer. Okay? So I'm going to say more about that, but we're going to stop the live stream. And this way we're going to do that, I'm going to pray. And I've asked you to do, I've asked the people who are here in person I've asked you to do this from time to time. I I probably need to do this more. If you're in here in person, I'm going to ask you to pray. There's somebody who, who is watching the live stream who needs this, and there's somebody who's watching the live stream who needs people to pray for them. You don't know them by name. You don't know the situation. Neither do I. But as we end the live stream part, we're going to pray. And I'd like just for all of us to pray. Just, just in your mind, in, in your heart, pray for someone who watches or is watching. And they need the Holy Spirit's help. And they're, they're worried. They're distressed. They're just tore up about something. And they need somebody who cares for them. Now, I'll say this. When I pray and say, amen, we're not dismissed yet. So do not get up and leave. All right, let's, let's pray. Father, thank you for the Lord's day and the chance to be in your house and thank you for your word and the power of your spirit. And Father, help us to trust you, not anyone else. Help us to put our faith in you. And even when we don't see and even when we can't see, And even when it's hard to believe that there's any way that God can fix this, we believe in God who can do the impossible, and he can fix this. We trust you, Lord. Help us to put our trust in you, not anyone else. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.